Welcome to Women in Digital Business. My name is Natalia Nicholson and I am here today with the lovely Sophia Bastin. Um, how do I pronounce it? Batson, sorry. Apologies about yes, that. Batson. Batson, no apologies. No <laughs> um, it's good to get someone's name right. But Sophia is here with us today. She is actually from the fashion background and I just want to explore more, Sophia, about what you do and just to let okay. our audience understand the fashion industry has changed so much over the years. We're seeing so much more sustainable fashion brands. We're seeing online shopping grow and grow and grow where people can find more of their style and their flavour. We've got more choice. Um, so right. I'm really looking forward to hearing about your background and also about the magazine. So please do introduce okay. yourself and let our audience okay. know what you do. So my so my name is Sophia Batson. I'm founder and uh, editor-in-chief of a magazine called Orchid, which focuses on diversity, which is, you know, a very broad and encompassing word these days, but more so about racial equity and racial equality within the fashion industry, which is a huge thing, okay? So I've been in the business for over 20 years. I've got very mixed experience. My educational background is in science. I've worked for a number of years in, in finance, still do the occasional contract here and there. But when I started in fashion, I wasn't probably really necessarily noticing, but probably about 12 years ago, I was very much noticing the dearth, of, okay, meaning the large absence of, of black models okay and you know which has changed significantly now but I want to say that's mainly in high fashion so it's not just the models okay so the models have become more diverse just to make it like a like a shorter conversation but the designers are still hugely lacking in in diversity okay so even myself when I'm curate, curating an Instagram feed I often have difficulty finding a black designer or an Asian designer or some other ethnicity to, to post. Okay, so it becomes difficult not just to find the content but also to find to find the people. So really in the fashion industry it's only model, the models that have become more diverse. Okay. The influencers, all the big influencers, one designer point white designer pointed out to me that, you know, there are hardly any big black influencers but by that we mean by over a million and and so forth and and that you know that continues also for other ethnicities not so much so asian meaning asian from korea and so forth okay so that said that the fashion industry has a far way to go with this diversity issue with designers and especially higher up in in the business so as far as orchid goes then it's basically fashion editorials and articles on designers, probably about 80% of, you know, ethnic and then 20% still what we refer to as the industry standard, which remains that, which pretty much remains that, okay, there's no quota, so to speak. And then the last portion of the magazine, which we're working on right now, is articles on social justice or issues which are of a particular interest to people of colour. Yeah. So that's it in a nutshell. So I've had like probably eight or eight years or ten years as a stylist. I started as a an assistant at Women's Wear Daily, which is a rather large publication. Okay, the whole styling thing, yes, is very nice and creative, but yet at the same time, I was admitted to med medical schools in, in the states. So and and decided to take a different path. So probably my head requires something a bit more 
engaging and media, which is not to disparage any stylist in yeah. any way, shape or form, but generally uh, have to have need something more stimulating intellectually, I would say. More meaty, a meteor roll. Totally understand that. Just to let you okay. know, there was so much that you said that I resonated with there. So okay. as we was discussing before we kicked off, I'm going to a wedding in New York. Um, right. Sophie's actually in New York at the moment. And it's the Wiss wedding, there's two weddings. So I'm the matron of honour, but the, <laughs> my cousin's marrying a Nigerian guy. So in their family tradition, they have two weddings. The American wedding oh. and the Nigerian wedding. And okay. I have had a headache, Sophia, finding something to wear to the African wedding for my mum and my children. And so you're totally right. When I started looking at, so I found images. If I go into Google, I'll find images, but actually finding online stores that could sell me that type of dress type and wear, I didn't find any in the UK, just to let you know. There was people on eBay, but I didn't find an actual fashion store. Like just like in the mainstream market, you might have ASOS. Does that make any sense? You might have, sorry, right. the, the younger girl brands, but. <laughs> You've got a whole load of um, different brands out there now that offer online stores and a whole different, different types of clothing. But when it comes to ethnic wear, you're right. And I didn't notice this until the wedding incident came up. Yeah, until then I didn't notice. And you're right, I haven't seen many fashion brands at all. I can't even think of one to name me, by the way. So if anybody could name it, I'll be grateful if you could put it on... Um, the comment section of where you're listening or watching this from. I can't actually think of one that you're right is just for where that of women of uh, colour that isn't yeah. like a real small marketplace. They might exist, but how am I then going to find them? So is Orchard okay. Magazine a place that I can speak me it's, through that? Yeah. <laughs> so, or so, okay. So Orchid, yeah, there is one designer, I believe that we featured that, I think it's Christine J. Brown, but it's not, okay, maybe that I've got it wrong, but, but it's less towards that direction, but it's more, it's in that direction, but it's more, it's a bit of, I don't want to say watered down, it's a bit more, it's a bit... It's different. a bit more mainstream, okay? should we use the word mainstream, exactly. it's a cross. <laughs> exactly, because, you know, anything that's coming, coming, coming to my mind is not necessarily the correct word and not necessarily... Yeah, judgment-free zone. So, One thing about yeah. women in digital business, I've noticed that we're so picky and choosy about words because they can cause offence, but essentially right. it's the meaning behind it. So we're yeah. in a safe um, place here where we don't okay. have to word pick. Does that make any sense? Because so ultimately the audience down. know what you're speak, talking about. Yeah. Okay. Our culture's so being watered, watered down. down. Let's keep it real. But, but, okay. <laughs>
Absolutely right. Yeah, so now that you're, we're speaking, and not only that, we've all got different shapes and sizes. And there are many in the masses that, you know, I remember being at school and the assets as a black woman in terms of, you know, the size of my hips, my bum, the shape of lips. These are all things that once upon a time that as a person of colour, you're ridiculed for. Now, <laughs> we're seeing a time where all these things are now becoming more fashionable. But even for me, right. one of the, yeah, one of the things that I struggle with, you're right, is that, when I see something I like that I think, oh, that's a bit of me and I like that from a fashion sense, I've now got to visualise that on myself because I don't see back the same person that's wearing it. And you're right, it's, there are very many influencer hubs now, but those influencer hubs aren't as big as what they need to be. So in terms of digital marketing, what would you say some of the solutions are? Does that make sense in terms of finding fashion that's more suitable culturally and in terms of becoming an influencer in that field i know that's a big question uh, yeah that's <laughs> a very big that is a very big question that is a very big question so, so i'm taking orchid magazine is... covers some of um some of that yeah, so it does it, do, it does okay so orchid magazine okay so for the the instagram it's orchid like the flower magazine official okay so yes we do present we do present some of those those ranges okay but like I said even for us it's a difficult task okay so they are out there or they're not out there or they have a very a great difficulty gaining gaining exposure so that is you know so the difficulty is threefold got it so how do you find your readers at the moment how do you find your customers your clients for the magazine like at the moment okay. where are they coming from at the moment, from a wide variety, from mainly from mainly from Instagram, okay, and then as far as clients for a magazine, that is generally people that do advertising or product placement. So it's it, it's threefold. But the main source of revenue for a magazine or or so forth or any product digital product product of that nature is from product placement. And as well, how has the sustainable marketplace in terms of the materials that are used, being sustainable, being environmentally friendly, how's it impacted the marketplace? How's it impacted the cultural fashions? How's it impacted what we're speaking about? I'm not sure that it has necessarily had an impact. I think yeah. that they're two different that they're two different they're two different avenues, okay? So, for example, if I myself were to say I'm going to focus on ethnic ethnic designers in the sustainable marketplace, that's very difficult, okay? It has to be either sustainable or it has to be, you know, either ethnic, okay? Because it's already difficult with the, with the ethnic designers. So to think that you would, you know, have a feature, you could have a feature or a feature here and there, on the same and that is a good a good thought and a good idea but to you know to wrap the two of them into one is very difficult but as to how it's influenced the marketplace which is what the question was then consumers are definitely paying a lot more attention to that yeah. uh, however there are still lots of us not necessarily myself included because i consider myself to some extent a different type of consumer but there's still people who are you know in that buy 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 Bye 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 mindset, especially I believe during the during the whole pandemic, you know, because people are out there delivering left and right, and then you're stuck in your house, bored, and then what what are you going to do? There was an ex a rise in I think there's still a rise in in fast fashion, so to speak. 
yeah, yeah. I have no in the fashion marketplace, sustainable um, fashion brands is something that is quite a hot topic and coming about. And I have seen some influencers talking about it from a diverse point of view. And one of the things that I do love about um, Orchid that's so interesting is that fashion does relate to politics and sociology. So exactly. yeah, it, it very much does tie in. And that is a perfect example of what we're seeing, but I don't think people are really understanding the meaning behind the sustainability in fashion. It's not actually just an environmental statement and stance. Actually, there's a political and social one. The whole world at the moment is starting to stand up and notice and say, hang on a minute, why are there diverse groups that are treated so differently throughout the course of history? Why are there groups, you know, underrepresented groups, ethnic groups of black people? Let's get to the point of what I'm actually talking about. I won't, right. I won't pussyfoot round it either. You're not, you're I'm not, not, not going to. <laughs> nope. I just feel like nowadays we've got a platform to speak and I know you can get a lot of backlash for things, but this constantly being politically correct for me is a problem in terms of when we talk about institutionalized racism, it's institutionalized because you can't quite detect it because everybody's so much on their P's and Q's, you can't prove anything anymore. So now we can make statements like, you know, the UK's not racist or the world's not racist because it's done in such a psychological format because we all have to choose our words so carefully. Especially, in, <laughs> especially in the UK. Okay? More so, so in the UK. You know, we're not, you're not, you're not able to really speak out. It's like keep calm and carry on okay so now i'm just going to let it loose it's like keep calm and carry on okay even for the black people yeah and they just like sit there and keep calm and carry on and and suffer in silence and it's like nuts to me okay so i couldn't i couldn't manage it okay like after five years of that back there as an adult okay i'm like right i'm i'm out so you know for the most part as i've stated i'm done pretty much with both the american and the, the uk system i spend a significant amount of amount of time there i have clients and work and, and so forth but i just wanted like a kinder system for like most most of the time you know so and then down there in jamaica then we've definitely got you know a, a different range of issues but the, the lacking the oppressive energy which exists which is always there in the states you know is is lacking and then you know i've not got to feel like i'm beating my head against the wall or a ceiling to accomplish things in the uk yeah couldn't agree with you more and it's funny one of the things that and i don't know why it's been on my mind today but it has you know i've been so i've launched a membership site so at the minute i invite a lot of other people to come onto that membership site and just talk about digital strategies so when i'm looking for other coaches and trainers like myself i kind of thought hang on a minute there doesn't seem to be that many in the uk so when i look at america on my search and when i go into google and bing i'm seeing loads of different of the um, types of services within digital marketing within america and then it dawned on me they've got businesses that service their community that need their marketing services the problem with the uk is that it doesn't have enough businesses that actually service their community to need a digital marketing service but yet most of the women in my community, be it they're in the UK, be it they're in Africa, or be it in there in the Caribbean, 
their product or service is very much serving the community they come from. Yet there's no education around, well, how do you reach this marketplace from a marketing point of view? And now that we've got so many platforms digitally and you're able to do that, if you notice, if you was to put Facebook advertising on or Google AdWords, you could easily say, I want to target women that shop at, I don't know, let's mention some high street shops. Actually, let's not mention any brands. But if you wanted to target women that shop at particular high street shops that are a particular size, live in a particular location, you know that that ad's going to go out to the masses. And what I mean about the masses is that is people that you see on billboards, magazines, TV. If you type in the word Jesus into um, Google, you're not going to get images and pictures of any other race apart from one particular race. And this is what the issue is. So even in marketing, diversity becomes a problem. So you get to target the masses and you can get your ads into the masses and you can get them into your business. But you couldn't put into the... If I type in black hair, it would give me uh-huh. the colour black. <laughs> But yet, when you're describing me as a person, right, you can call me a woman of colour or a black woman because that's the term associated with my ethnicity. So, and one of the things that's interesting and why I even wanted to interview was how do you find diverse groups when you can't even, you're blocked from even marketing to specific groups. You're not allowed to define people like that, which means any paid advertising is mainly going to find its way to the masses. You're going to have to be quite smart about how you do advertising and maybe put something like Reed's Essence magazine. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Or, I don't know, eat green banana, but even then that's probably not going to be recognised as as an audience search. You pull up, you pull up, you know, you pull up Latino people then there too. So yeah, which is perfectly fine. But do you see what I mean? So it presents a problem that when you're marketing a product and a service, more so to the black community, how do you find your audience? How do you get that wide reach? And how do you get the million followers when actually, even in digital marketing, all the the stipulations against the rules for advertising means that you cannot group people from the black pound or the black community. So it means that it has to be done organically. It means that we have to be able to connect with one another. And I feel like the more we have conversations like this and we do put it out there, you're helping to bridge that gap. The more content like Orchid Magazine that comes out and says, this is the type of fashion, these are the type of designers, these are the type of styles, and we use and we shout about brands like yourself, is the more that we will be recognised as a consumer because guess what? Ethnic people are the biggest consumers. Without exactly. us, if we all stop buying, a lot of the big corporations exactly. would it's not huge, survive. It's a huge problem, <laughs> right? Yeah, so I feel like it's important that brands, magazines like yourself need to be represented more. And from a diverse point of view, we're trendsetters in every other area, music, food, you know, the way we look has now gone into the mainstream. You know, right. it's time to start being a trendsetter in terms of fashion and making our fashion more widely available and bring it into the masses. So my question to you is, what would be the best way to do that? How could we support you and Orchid Magazine to get these things done? Because ultimately, this isn't just fashion, it is politics. It's about diversity, inclusion, and there being acceptance for all people equally. And also the freedom to be able to express yourself through dress wear. You know, if you look at the amount of women, let's take hair as a perfect example. When I grew up, I couldn't start my first job after graduating and just coming out with my afro. I'd be sent home and be told to come back with need to hair. 
that couldn't happen now because we're so polite with language. They'll just find another way to go about it. But Exactly. Yeah, it, it exactly. can't happen. But what's happened is for a lot of black women is that our hair over the generations, and I don't want to spark a debate, rightly or wrongly, I grew up watching my mum relax her hair. I remember having a jerry curl, just to let you know, Sophia. That's how that's how I real I'll keep it. America. Yes. Yes. I had one too. Uh -huh. So you are taught Yeah, you you are subconsciously taught that you have to look like a particular version of the masses white women. And I'm not saying all white people are the masses. I want to make that clear to anybody that's that's listening because some people might feel that well, I'm from a white background. I don't get any other privileges than um, any other race but it's not about that when we look at the history historically it the picture starts to become clearer so i'm not going to get into a history lesson exactly. but i'm not trying to cause offense to anybody either but when we look at our hair we were hot combing it we wear weaves we straighten it we're trying to run away from everything than our natural being we have watched, particularly in the last five years, there been an absolute, you've seen a change on the hair market of women embracing their natural hair and wearing their hair natural. So I want to figure out with you, when are we going to see that change in fashion and the same way we're embracing diversity and inclusion, inclusion and accepting ourselves with hair and we're starting that process, where's that starting point with fashion? Well, I mean, it has already started, you know, with the with the models. But like I said, that's like that's like the surface. That or well, what I didn't say before, that's like the surface. Okay, it's like the beginning. Okay, it's the begin. It's not to be offensive to anybody, but it's a beginning rung on the ladder. Okay, so that's just the beginning. Okay, so it has to do also with with hair companies and how they approach approach marketing. Okay, and what's put out there. And it has to do with editor editorials or like what, what is actually put out there and the images that are put out there in fashion, both with hair and then, you know, with more diverse bodies as well, but hair being the topic that we are focused on right now. But so I'm going to give this but in relation this to fa In relation to fashion as well, though, because obviously you are from the fashion industry. So right. I have been noticing a lot more plus size models, online stores. I have been noticing models from more of an ethnic background. But how does that look in terms of the actual clothing? Does that make any sense in terms of the style? Like, how do we get to a point where we start seeing more clothing that is from not just the models, but does that make sense? Clothing that's also ah, from more different. More clothing that's more, suit, that's more suited to yeah. that. Well, you know, it's it's out there, but I'm not sure how long it is going to take them to to catch up with catch up with that because it seems like, to be honest with you, and I'm a one that's savvy about fashion brands okay it seems like there are more models out there that are diverse than the than the clothing yeah all right or perhaps they still have the clothing and they make the clothing but you have to like really search out these brands which are more for plus or, or curve so you're absolutely right so i don't really i don't really know you know i deal with it okay i deal with one facet of the diversity okay <laughs> is the is which is race okay which is like very important to me and always has been the social justice but the whole diversity and the and the plus size and the curve thing that's like a completely different facet of it so if fashion has that difficult of a time catching up with catching up with the with the race and the designers and so forth then how difficult is it going to be to integrate the other part of it true true 
So, Sophia, what I want to hear about more is more about the social justice side of things, the diversity side of things, right. and how that ties in with um, the magazine and the fashion. Right, okay, so that is just that, to, well, not just, it's articles of things of a particular nature which are, you know, of extreme interest to us. Okay, so here we have the George Floyd, the George Floyd verdict now. Okay, that's huge, right? So I'm an international. I could say that. Okay, I went to university in the states. I was in the Los. I was in the Los Angeles area for the LA riots. Okay, Rodney Rodney wow. King. Okay, so you know, it's been it's been like out. I've had like huge experiences. Okay, the thing that began that was not Rodney King. Okay, it was they have been doing it for a long time there. The police. Okay, and it was a 15 year old girl who went in to buy some orange juice Natasha Harland yes. and she was killed by a Korean shopkeeper and the Korean shopkeeper did no time okay yeah. and they had been treating us like that for a long time so despite my somewhat youthful face you know I've seen like lots and lots of things so that is that's the whole social justice okay and then after the George Floyd verdict then what happens police are called by a 15 or 16 year old girl in Columbus Ohio because she fears for her life because girls are like approaching her to beat her or I don't know what it is and I guess she had a knife in the hand so up comes a police officer and shoots her four times in the chest the girl that called officers to protect and to serve like when does when 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 does this stop okay yeah. and it's not and it's not just that it's many different issues okay voting rights are being uh, chipped away at not chipped away that's like a that's more of an insipid word but voting rights are being eradicated in, in the states okay the irs okay the internal revenue so they're just numerous things the internal revenue services is allowing at this time rich people's tax returns to go you know uninspected and what are they doing millions of poor people they're holding up their tax returns and giving them further further inspection okay and then in the uk then now after sarah everhart everhart they have now decided to chip away at one's right to demonstrate okay they wanted to do that for a long time okay they wanted to do this for a long time okay yeah. we've got a, a leader in there you know mr i'm just going to say it, bojo is in there just doing <laughs> you know i can't even come up with i'm having difficulty coming coming up with like uh, words that are not you know ex expletives for this one okay so they wanted to chip away at it okay and then as far as uh and then look let's look at their recent racial report race report and then one oh. last thing and then i'll stop talking no no i'm enjoying this where like the we? recent where, race report where, i read where, it where where are we on the windrush on the windrush situation okay We've got numerous people that have been deported, okay, yeah. and, 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 and died and, and so forth. And, oh, it's just a hostile environment that you created. You created this hostile environment intentionally, yeah. okay? The race it's report, my, though, Sophia, I, I actually read it. It's, I don't know how to, I can't take it seriously. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a document that you, you cannot even take anything on board because it's just from a perspective that is in la-la land. It, it doesn't even apply to what happened. And that was my conclusion. It was so irrelevant that it didn't even make me angry because I felt like my children could have wrote it. Like, it, 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 just, it just didn't mean anything. And they spend money on these things. Yeah. Yeah, huge, huge sums of money as well. And I think that there is a very big disconnect with history. 
So one of the things that I've loved that's come out of this conversation for me, I think it's really important within our community that we tell stories more because stories is what connects us to, you know, people like yourself that represent Orchard Magazine and it creates a why. It's important for us to understand that even with fashion, you have to understand your history to actually understand, to know where you're coming from and know what you represent and be clear about that. And what you wear is actually a statement of your inner self, whether you realise it or not. All these things have happened to us, they're unconscious bias. From the days of slavery to where we are now, some will see it as clothes is clothes. When we look at fashion, we look at music and we look at how the fashion is involved in a lot of ethnic marketplaces, it's derived from icons and role models and laws and policies and a way of living that has actually just been there to hold us back. So uh-huh. for me, that's where the linkage comes in between the two. We're going to talk about lifestyle and we're going to talk about using fashion to express oneself and it's a way to express oneself. Well, then understand what you're actually expressing. And I think for me, uh-huh. that's what you really stand for. So for anybody watching this, it's really important that you share you like, you follow Sophie, you follow Orchard Magazine, you see what it's about, you bring awareness to it. Because one of the ways that we're going to be seen more in digital marketing is for us to support one another more. And that's the reason for women in digital business. As women, we we've always come together in history and you've got all these ridiculous stories that come about of women not liking women women not supporting women you know us against them and it's not it's just not true they never show the positive parts of sisterhood and when women and particularly women of color come together what we can achieve is limitless and i just feel that it's about creating a community and whoever's listening to this or watching this it's about understanding the more that we support one another the more that we share, the more that we take interest in what one another does and we build one another up. We build up our audience and our marketplace for all of us to be able to sell to. It's not just trying to figure out what can I do on Facebook or Instagram to get more likes or get more sales. If you are selling to a really niche community and a community of people of colour, we need to build our own community of consumers so we have people to market to as well. And I just think that Orchid does a beautiful job of displaying that. Of If you want to express yourself artistically with what you wear and through fashion, understand the social justice and represent, understand what you're wearing. <laughs> I think that's what you've taught me today. That's my, um, okay. no, on a serious note, that's my takeaway. Understand what you're wearing. Because I'm one to talk about these issues a lot. But actually, Sophia, I'm going to keep it real. I've never related it to fashion. Makes sense? And really? no, I haven't. If I was to keep it real, I haven't actually related it to, I haven't related it to fashion. And fashion is a statement. It's a creative art. So uh-huh. why, why would I not? So you've got me really curious, if that makes any sense, just in terms of how I define and I identify myself. You've made me look at, okay, styling wise, what does that look like in terms of dress wear? And I just feel like, that's what Orchid stands for. I think the social justice of it, of the diversity, makes you look into more of who you are. Because I think we've gone through a long period of just accepting, just taking it, just being quiet. Exactly. You know, at least it's not like how it was before. We're not being lynched. We're not <laughs> We're not um, building the world. And a lot of things go unnoticed. So you've given me a lot of vision and outset today. And I think one of the things that I really want anybody listening to that is, is that please, we have to support one another in business. We have to help each 
each other, grow Absolutely. our communities, give visibility so we can actually build a community that we can sell to. Definitely the biggest takeaway. Well, right. thank you, um, Sophia, for today. If you could Absolutely. let everybody know the web domain, where to find you, where to find the magazine so they can like, okay. follow and share, that would be great. Okay, so for the in the best thing is Instagram at Orchid Magazine Official, and that's Orchid like the flower O R C H I D Magazine Official, and there is listed the website and and, and so forth. Brilliant. And Sophie, as I said, I'm going to be out in New York soon, so I Absolutely. hope we can go for a cup cup of coffee. Or I Absolutely. don't know if you drink anything stronger. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're dumped the coffee then. <laughs> And we'll meet there but great to have you on the show today great to connect with you Natalia oh no problem great. at all and everybody please do leave their comments and yeah just really important um, to support so thank you Sophia thank you for everyone and until the next time right. bye bye, bye, -bye.